You're watching or listening to episode 113 of the Unnecessary Nonsense podcast. And on this episode, we're not going to talk about wrestling. We're going to talk about baseball, even though this is the unofficial podcast of AEW Wrestling. I'm totally not decked out in merch. That's your imagination. That's a lie. <laughs> but we're going to talk about some. We're going to talk about some baseball stuff. A little baseball playoffs. And Dave is going to ask some questions and give some opinions on everyone's favorite Malcolm and Kyrie Irving. Dave's got some thoughts. I may have some. They may be a little disappointing. But it is the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast, so disappointment is what we do. Speaking of disappointment, I'm Carlos, and that's Dev Aid. <laughs> that is some sweet merch, buddy. Hey, it just came in. Uh, they do it through Pro Wrestling Tees. It takes, it takes a while, though, because, uh, because literally they were like, okay, we'll, ship, we'll let you know as soon as we ship it. Okay, we shipped it. Okay, the tracking doesn't actually ever update. Here's your package. Thanks. <laughs> According to the tracking, it's still on the way though. I still have hope. Okay. It's good to know. Yeah. Good to know. But uh, but no, now I got my sweet sweet scarf. There you go, my little AEW scarf, and then I got I like the it. and then I got the hoodie, which is perfect for this time of year. Yeah, for sure. So we get into the fall season. A hood. It is hoodie season. I've got a bunch of hoodies, but hey. Uh, actually, on my live stream on Friday, I was wearing a I was wearing my orange T-shirt, so I was already very Halloweeny. So I can save that also for a couple of weeks when we're actually close to the Halloween proper. There you go. Very and spooky. you can wear the AW with the orange. You get the black and the orange. That's no, that's perfect. what I did. That, that's literally what I did. I wore this hoodie with the orange T-shirt. Nice. Perfect. So I was already like very. I was like, guys, I'm already ready for spooky season. You ready for spooky, scary stuff? Uh, nothing more frightening than uh, Kyrie. Okay, can wow. we do Kyrie first and just get him out of the way? Yeah, I mean, it just, it's interesting because obviously he's not the one. The, so the thing is like... So he's not I Neo? So I don't sad. Really care whether you get vaxxed or you don't get vaxxed. It's your choice, whatever. Uh, obviously, I'm not not an anti-vaxxer. I have both shots, but it, it is what well, it I'm is. I'm trying, but they're not letting me. Well, yeah. You, <laughs> I got you, a different issue. <laughs> yeah. But with Kyrie, it's like, okay... It's a, a bit of a unique situation in the sense that because he happens to play in one of the cities that classifies the arena they play in as a gym, mm -hmm. therefore he can't play or practice there without being fully vaccinated against mm -hmm. COVID-19, right? Uh, I think it's just – I think as far as I know, it's just uh, both New York teams, so Brooklyn and the Knicks and the uh, Golden State Warriors that that applies to. Well, I, think it's, I think know, it's California in general. It could be okay because I yeah. thought it was a San Francisco thing because I was like wondering I'm like if they were still in Oakland would that I feel, I feel like they're municipalities and there are some, I think there's somewhere there's some state stuff the bottom line is that he would be able to play certain games in certain areas he would have to get tested regularly there's a lot of concessions that would have yeah. to be made but basically he's not full time available so real quick let me give a quick spoiler you want to you can give any thoughts or an opinion to that I really don't care uh, the the biggest reason I don't care is that number one Kyrie Irving's barely a player at this point like the last couple of years he hasn't been relevant. And even when he has played, he's been a detriment to his team. So you got this Nets team is probably going to be pretty good. In reality, secretly, like a, Steve Nash doesn't even have to ship him off to Nunavut. They just save, they just save the helicopter fee. They don't even have to drop him off. They're like, all right, you just took care of this yourself. Stay home then. Like, yeah. honestly, I'd be like, I encourage you to explore this and research it as deeply as you need to. It's like, but I was like, but don't worry, guys. I'll come back. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do that. Now, if your contract expires beforehand, don't worry about it. It's fine. And if we happen to trade you, like, don't worry about that. It's fine. Don't be concerned. It's like, what are you, you could trade me? It's like, yeah, probably. We'll see if we can get some basketballs for you. The point is Kyrie Irving really has no value right now. 
um, for, and forget about the vaccine thing. I was, um, I was asked on my live stream a question about John Gruden. And I feel John with about John Gruden very similarly to the way I feel about Kyrie Irving, even though the situations are different. The concept is the same. And let me uh, distill it down to this core tenet because people argue about the John Gruden and the emails and the things that were in them and everything. And I said, forget about what's in them. Just understand that they're inflammatory to certain groups, but forget about that. How about this? Let me make it easier. On the internet, everything lives forever. Everything yeah. you do on the internet lives forever. You should assume and understand that even if you think it's a private email between, they could share it with somebody. Like there's a million ways it can get out. The point is it's not, it's not secret. There are no secrets on the internet. So you gotta remember that. Now, the second part of it is that John Gruden's a grown ass man. So he should take responsibility for anything he said. I don't care if it's five years ago, 10 years ago, or 50 years ago. The point is though, that if it was 50 years ago, he'd be a kid. If it's 10 years ago, he was a grown ass man back then too. Mm-hmm. So it's about responsibility. It's about taking accountability. I don't care if it was 10 years ago. You should have known that it was a dumb thing to write in an email that could someday make it out into the world 10 years ago. It's about lack of judgment. So again, I'm going to strip away the contents. It's just lack of judgment. So it means if I'm the LA, uh, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders, I can't trust you. You're supposed to be a leader of men. I can't trust you to act responsibly. You did it. When you weren't, you weren't employed by us at that time, but you couldn't act responsibly as an adult understanding that you want to work professionally in something. Well, then just be careful what you say or be willing to accept that what you said, don't try to make excuses or be like, whatever. It's like, oh, you know, I don't want to be a distraction. It's like, well, you should have thought about that before you lived the life where you're a distraction. You are a distraction. That's what you are. It's like better or worse. So that applies to Kyrie here too. Kyrie Irving can make whatever decision he wants. I really don't care what he does. Kyrie Irving can hit, get by a bus tomorrow. I don't give a crap. doesn't make any difference. But the truth is, he has basically said, I don't want to work. He's got his reasons, but the Nets should be like, we respect your decision. Now, please go away. Which is pretty much what they've done. Yeah, but that, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm in agreement. I think Brooklyn has, has done, they've been as nice about it as they possibly can without of consideration and deference to Kevin Durant, who is friends with Kyrie. But Kevin Durant as well is all kind of in the same boat as they're like, Dude, stop being a wuss. Get your stupid needle and let's go. You know he's not going to say that in public, but in but effect, Carlos, he's not getting. It's not. Because, it's not about him. It's about the people that he's standing up for by not getting. It. I agree. It's about him being a wuss and not wanting to get the stupid needle. And he, let me be honest. Like I, 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 I am not a big fan of needles either. I hate them. Hate it. But it is what it is. It's not. A lot, I don't think there's a lot of people out there who are like, you know what, needles. I'm sure there's a guy, <laughs> but the, I'm sure. But the, yeah, but the, sure. point, but the point is the majority of us is like, yeah, this kind of sucks. I'd rather not. But what the heck? Because I work in an organization where they would like, where they, I don't even work in an office anymore. And they, and the expectation is by the end of this month, we get it done. So just from a professional standpoint, I have basically, we, I filled in a little thing that said, first one is done. Yep, I'm going to get the second one before that timeline. So one way or another, in the next week or so, I'm going to get that done. Plus, I also, I, I also expect and would like to go to the, you know, the Toronto Expo. Well, at the door, they expect a, a proof of full vaccination. So if I would like to do that, by the way, I know this in advance. I don't have to do it, but I also can't get in the door. The terms are very clearly laid out. And they're, they're very clear on there. It's like, please understand that these are the terms. There are no refunds if you don't have the proper paperwork with you. You want to bitch and moan about paperwork? I saw a take on Facebook, and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole too far, but I want to just make clear a couple of things. Um, I saw a Facebook post. Of course, Facebook is a cesspool, but they made they made the, the perfect point. And it goes back to um, 
medical science and these people doing a terrible job of marketing. They should get PR people is what they should do, and they do a better job. Global warming is a terrible is a terrible PR uh, you know phrase to use. You you could have done better, and it would have gotten your point across better. Um, in this case, though, what they should have done is they should have said, oh. Um, no, no, it's not a vaccination passport. No, that, that's that's not what it is. It's like, okay, it's a vaccination license. What do you mean? Like your driver's license. If you wish to drive your car, you must present a license. If you get pulled over, you must present your license and your I own this car license. And if you go to these other things, if you want to fly a plane, you must show your 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 flight license. You must show your pilot's license. Isn't it weird that we have these things all over where in order to do certain things, you must present a license? Well, the problem is, what if you flip the script? Show me your driver passport. Show me your I own this car passport. Yeah. Show me your I can fly a fucking plane passport. If we just stick the word passport at the end of everything, it's like, actually, that's what it is. In order to do these, you can't drive a car without a license. In this case, right now, for the time being, you need this other thing. I know they're so worried about, you know, the government controls. Like, the government wants to control you. They didn't need a license for that. Also true. They, are, they already did it. You're just whining about this thing because this is... So that's why I say, it goes back to Kyrie's thing. You want to take a stand, you're a multimillionaire. If you decide not to go to work, it doesn't matter. You're not standing up for anybody. You're just too big a wuss to take your stupid needle and get back to work. You don't actually want to work. Like, it's clear Kyrie actually doesn't want to work. He's He's taking, I mean, way. you're also he is taking a big financial hit, obviously, by not doing it. But at the whatever. same time, it's like, yeah, whatever. You're gonna do what you're gonna do, Kyrie, and and you know what I mean. Like, I, one of those things is just like, okay, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. You understand the consequences of not doing it, right? And if you're willing to live with those consequences, again, fine. But like, don't make it about anything else. Yeah. My right. point is that my point is that I don't want to give him a, I, I, I've, I've stated the piece from the perspective of accountability. He has made a decision. I, I will honor it. Will you know, the Nets will honor it. Let's move on without him because he's not actually that good right now. He and actually I, hasn't honestly feel, I feel that in the long run, maybe, well, maybe in the short term, I don't know, maybe in the long run, but it's going to be better. I think the Nets will be better this year than they would be with him playing. But that's my point right now. The, his track record since he left Cleveland is that he makes things worse. It's not that he's bad, a, p- a bad player, but he actually doesn't help. You would think, in theory, he's, it's addition by subtraction. The Nets may have dodged a bullet, and may and, and internally they'd be like, you know, he's kind of a pain in the ass. And he seems to cause more troubles than he's worth. We might have just dodged a bullet here, you guys. Play it cool. Play it cool. The Nets are literally like backing away from the table. Going, yeah, yeah, we respect your decision. <laughs> we continue to respect it. But aren't you going to ask me to come We respect your decision. Take as much time as you need. Basically, like, please stay the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, change the locks. Be, change the locks. There's got to be somebody in the Nets organization who's thinking, "Wow, this really worked out well for us." Yeah, Thanks, Kyrie. Great. Yeah, the Kyrie Irving's uh, only purpose in this situation was that he was part of what helped him get Kevin Durant. But now that Kevin Durant's getting mildly annoyed by it, the Nets are like, "Well, we already have Kevin Durant, and we have James Harden. Do we actually need Kyrie?" Nope. We're good because there were teams in the NBA and this is not conjecture on my part. There were teams in the NBA who wanted Kevin Durant, but understood that Kyrie Irving was probably going to come as part of the package and it made them less interested. They were less interested in Kevin Durant because of the package deal. They're like, no, we want that guy. We don't actually want you. If we have to take you, I guess we can think about it, but it's like, I, can we not, can we just get the taller one? 
<laughs> get the really tall guy with the burner accounts on on social media. Get yeah, that exactly, one. Exactly right. Like he's annoying too, but at least he's really good at basketball. He actually helps people. Yeah, and it comes with much more of a championship pedigree. At the bare minimum, there's a better chance of you winning basketball games with uh, Kevin Durant if you've got the right pieces around him. Kyrie Irving apparently can't win with the right pieces around him unless LeBron's involved because that's the only time he ever won, just to be clear. Yep, exactly. So, ironically, the person who makes out the best at all this is uh, is LeBron. He's like, you see what I had to deal with? I made it work. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else has figured out how. I'm a genius. I'm the actual goat. <laughs> That's LeBron's best argument yet. Yeah, yeah you know what? That might, we might be just like, actually, when you put it that way. Turns out. It's because, well, what if Jordan had? Well, Jordan actually would have strangled him on the court and possibly oh. bludgeoned him to death. So I think yeah. that might have happened. Yeah. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. He probably just wouldn't have put up with it. He'd go really, he would have stuck the needle in his arm while like mid-sense. He goes, but I don't want already done shut up get get to the court get practice yeah i could see that happening too yeah, yeah for sure listen do not deny do not deny the anger that one michael jeffrey jordan would have had if he had to deal with that garbage he goes you get your ass to basketball he put up with dennis robin because at the end of the day dennis robin showed up to work when they needed him to show up to work he was willing to tolerate a lot as long as it helped him win as soon as you're as soon as you're detracting from that that man will put the needle in your arm for you he doesn't care about what you think facts so just bear, just bear that in mind folks there's your there's your thing so are we don't carry now can we move on we are. let's Please, move on to some you. baseball carlos so do you have any thoughts on the mlb playoffs so far this is a really underwhelming final four okay here can i before we get there mm-hmm. so let, let's get into something that i want to ask you about go ahead all right and and this is my question to you because i believe it's happened on both um both broadcasts like the the al Brought, you know, like different channels. So TBS mm-hmm. and, and Fox and whatever. Sure. Is MLB like tacitly um, giving their blessing to sportsbook gambling? Cause- so, I have, so I haven't caught this, but I do know that they've become a lot more interested in it. It's another revenue stream. And, the, and these leagues are really into it now. Right? Because, because uh, with both the... Did well, they I mean, give I mostly the Dodgers game, Did but it happened in game one of the ALCS as well. Mm-hmm. They put up some kind of stat mm-hmm. about the game, you know, or the over-under for today's game, like in game five, I think okay. it was game five. They yeah. put the over-under, it was like seven runs or something, I, I think. Yeah. Right? And, and, you know, and then there's a sponsored by whatever sports book. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, this is new. Relative for for them on the broadcast, yes. But bear in mind that ESPN's been doing this now for a bit. They'll put lines, like when they're doing their coverage, they'll put lines. You um, mean like on their tickers or on the broadcast on the tickers? Fox FS1 literally has a betting show. It's Fox Bet Live. It's called Fox Bet Live. Well, and on their talking head, no, but like, but that's on their main sports network. On their talking head shows. They'll literally advertise for it and say, like, you guys should take the under while they're talking about the sports topics of the day. They'll be like, you should take the under. And they'll throw it in as many little spots as they can put it in there. And they're like, oh, so so and so is favored by blah, 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 or, you know, this, that, or the other thing. And they've, they've incorporated it steadily into the broadcast. Um, the one that I remember used to do that a lot initially, this was early days, was the score, I believe. They used to put odds and stuff in there. They used to sneak it into the ticker and stuff like that a little bit. Right. Um, it was very subtle for a very long time, 
But I feel at this point, as soon as the network partners and the uh, like the sports networks start incorporated into it, like it's it's money. It's money in the bank at this point. If the leagues um, get into it, which they've slowly started to, um, they look at it as yet another revenue stream because they're like, okay, well, one way or the other, even if you're watching the games, you're not watching the games. If we can get your money that way too, we'll take it. Yeah, it just seems to me that like when the, on the actual broadcast, like I'm fine with the show, whatever. I don't care about that kind of stuff. It's the fact that it's on the actual broadcast of the game. Mm-hmm. Especially with Major League Baseball, I mean, you ban Pete Rose for gambling for life, mm-hmm. right? Now, obviously, he's maybe has some chances to get back in and said some dumb things, but still, it, it feels weird watching baseball and having the broadcast encourage you to bet. Mm-hmm. So, what you're saying, if I understand you correctly, and I want to make sure I got this right, oh boy, so let me th- let me think here. Now, this is interesting. This is very interesting because it could this could go a lot of ways. So, you you mentioned the Pete Rose thing. Which is valid. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Now, what you're trying to imply, if, if I've got you correctly, uh, is that Pete Rose is off in the distance somewhere. I don't know where. That man is saying. Vindication! <laughs> so that's what you're trying to tell me is what you're saying to me. Pretty much. Pretty much. Now, to be fair, uh, one quick thing. Uh, I knew as soon as I, I was just waiting. It's like, and here's the thing. I don't even watch Brooklyn Line 9, but I had heard about the Vindication thing. Now, by the way, I've done that on a live stream. I've done that myself. And I'm the. By the way, I am saving the greatest one of all time. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give you the scenario now. I'm waiting. I'm sitting there. All okay. I need, and this would be like my dream, a sports dream. We find out that Mike Trout is injured yet again, and he's out for the season or something. And then at some point, in order to try to heal up, he takes like perform. You know, he takes HGH or something, and he gets caught, and he gets pegged for 50 games. Now, in the same vein, uh, you know, Alex Guerrero, who's a shady character. All I need is the FBI to investigate. It was like, just investigate. Trust me. Just investigate this man. Put a heat lamp on him, and you'll find out everything that Tom Brady did. <laughs> because I know he did something. I know he did. But what I'm hoping is that if this was ever to occur on the same week, all I would need is to happen in the same week so that I could then come on Friday and literally just start the broadcast with, you know, hey there, you know, uh, welcome, you know, blah, blah, blah. And this is the, today's day. And today I got to say, vindication! And the rest of the show could be about how how truly correct I was. Yeah, you know what, Carlos? I'm, I'm yeah. I the dream lives, sure. Dave. The dream lives, Dave. I assure you, the dream lives. I, I'm holding it in right now. Y'all are not ready. It's not. It's not the time yet. But I want you to know, the greatest vindication of all time. It's right here. It's ready to go. As soon as my time comes, I am a patient man. I can wait. So you don't like the final four. Not really, not a big fan. Um, I'll tell you what. Um, I don't think Atlanta's ready for prime time. Uh, I would expect that the Dodgers probably will get it, will get through based on their experience, and they do, and they still got a ton of talent. So it's one of those things. I thought it would have been a little more compelling if the Giants had been there, just because it would have been kind of random with the way that team is built. It's kind of weird and um, different, if- right? I mean, obviously, as being a Dodgers fan, I was happy the Dodgers beat the Giants, but I was expecting the Giants to win that series. Yeah. The other thing is also is that, um, you know, COVID or not, short season or not, the Giants won last year. Sorry, the uh, Dodgers won last mm-hmm. year. So it's like it, it doesn't have quite the same cachet as it would be, oh, they haven't won since 1988. No, they haven't won since last year. Yeah. you have, so, you have And you have three of the four teams that were in the CL yeah. championship series last so, year. So, so it's like right now there's no novelty on that side of the bracket. Atlanta getting there would be interesting, but also I don't think Atlanta's ready for primetime. And also like – you know, they're missing Ronald Acuna. It'd be a great story, but it also is like, okay. Because think of the matchups, okay? So let, let's take the Dodgers out of the equation for a second. Let's say Atlanta right. advances. 
Okay, so your options are Atlanta, Houston, and Atlanta, Boston. Right. Which one excites you? Uh, neither. Okay. How about how about Dodgers, Houston, Dodgers, Boston? Which one? Dodgers, excites you? Houston does because of 2017. Yeah, but no one gives a shit. Half the team got traded already. Right. George Springer is in Toronto. But other than that, you know, uh, you know, I mean, I guess you could because I think there's a little more interest in that only because the Dodgers have played both those teams recently in a World Series and lost. So there, there's a narrative there that can be formed, right? Yeah. For either Boston or Houston. Whereas Atlanta, that narrative is not there, right? I kind of agree with you in this sort of not ready for primetime mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, it would be nice to see, I'd love to see uh, Freddie Freeman in, uh, you know. Sure. But the point is you're looking for individual. But other, but other than that. The point is you have to pull for individual storylines. Like you really have to reach and like grab it, like individual storylines to try to make it interesting. Whereas it's like, yeah. So I feel like right now we're primed almost no matter what happens for like, yeah, that's a World Series that happened. Sometimes there's a couple of those where you'll have, it's like, yeah. Does anybody really remember? Does anybody really care? You know, uh, most, there's a couple of recent examples, but probably a good one is um, when the Kansas City Royals won in 2015. It was a great story for Kansas City, especially like a a renaissance, a resurgence for them. They weren't able to sustain it. But good on them. They got to the World Series twice in a row, and they won in 2015. And Toronto was right there. I like. I still think that Toronto team in 2015 had a real shot with the way everything fell into place. Yeah. And I think that would have been ridiculous. It would have bankrupted me because I would have had to pay for a lot for World Series tickets. It would have been very expensive. Um, so probably in the end, I saved on that. But the point is, it's like it was just there. When Kansas City won, yeah, they hadn't won a long time. But does anyone really care long term? No. Other than other than you know Kansas City, Kansas City yeah. Right? Other than Kansas City, yeah. Um, so good for them. Like, you know, I'm not denying that it was good for them, but nobody else was excited about that. Um, it doesn't move, it doesn't move the rest of us. Uh, it wasn't like the following year. Like, I think it was 2016 when the Cubs won, right? So it was the following year, right? I think so. Yeah. That, that in itself, that was a crazy, think about that. That's a story. Crazy series too. Not only the fact that the Cubs won, but everything else that happened. And the fact that the Indians could have. So like, it was right there. They were right. So that, that matchup was compelling. Just because it's like you got two long-suffering fan bases, something's got to give. One of these is going to end, and it ended up being the Cubs. But here's the thing. Now the Cubs is just another team. What if they become good again and get back? It's like, eh. It's not the same as a 108-year drought. No, not at all. <laughs> like, it's not – you're never going to get that again. Uh, and it's the same thing that is with Boston right now. After 2004, who gives a shit about Boston? Unless you're at Boston. Or Same thing Yankees. with the White Sox in 2005, right? Like yeah. any of these teams that haven't won forever, they win it, and you're like, oh, like that's. I mean, it, it definitely generates more interest than yeah. it would if it was, you know, a team that won all the time. Yeah, I would be, I would be very surprised if, you know, unless you get like Dodgers, basically Dodgers Boston, I think is the only matchup you can get where you might be able to salvage a decent rating. Because I honestly don't think people are. I think they'll have like a record low rating with almost any other combination. You don't think you don't think Dodgers Houston would excite people? Outside of outside of Los Angeles, who gives a shit? All right, fair enough. Like honestly, that's why I say like I'm I'm lukewarm on it. It's like yeah, they're there. Great. It's not the same Houston team. If this was if this was Houston in 2018, like the year after, okay. But it's 2021. It's been four years, and some of the players aren't there anymore. So it's like. Okay. Yeah. And if, especially if Lance McCullers is out, like, 
I, I think Bo- it's I think honestly right now at this point I feel Boston Dodgers like speaking strictly from right now this second mm-hmm. Boston Dodgers uh, Boston Dodgers go on most likely outcome yeah, probably but it's like yeah but that's my point it's like so would I watch it yeah it'll make it on the second TV with the audio off I'm watching something else like it's not compelling it's not interesting because in that scenario like I don't like the Red Sox I don't really care about the Dodgers. Do I really care who wins? No. Yeah. And I think I'm going to, I don't think I'm the only one, by the way. I think there's a lot of folks in that boat. I think if you're a fan for one of these teams, you care. Everybody else is just kind of like, I, great. Awesome. Good to know. Yeah. Get her over with. I want to know who wins the MVP awards. (laughs) Let's get this over with so I can find out. Come on, Soto. Come on. Mike Trout. But he's not even in the National League. Mike Trout. Yeah, but, you know, just because it's like, Mike Trout breathes? MVP. Yes. But yeah, uh, do you want, do you, do you see, like, those are the most likely outcome, but is there anything about that, uh, this scenarios available that excites you? Like, of, of while, the, while you're talking, I'll put one soda on just so it makes it more interesting. Please continue. All right, fair enough. Of the potential, like, matchup in the World Series or so, anything about any, Yeah, any combination, any storylines left of, what's, of what we have available from the four teams we've got. Is there anything that really interests you? Yeah, I still think that uh, the interest of the Houston Dodgers, I would like to see that. I mean, I think I would like to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, like, I, I don't know at the end of the day, like I'm a dog. So from a fan perspective, I just like to see the Dodgers win because they're my team sure. uh, from a, you know, ba- in- baseball interest perspective. I think Boston Dodgers are probably the most enticing world series matchup. Uh, but then again, from the perspective of, you know, a baseball fan, you probably want that. I don't, I don't know. I don't think Atlanta being, I don't know. Like maybe you have some good storylines, but but Atlanta anybody doesn't really excite me, you know. And I really and I really don't want Boston or Houston to win. So, you know, I kind of I guess I kind of feel the same way. Like I felt, let's put it this way: I'm obviously happy with the Dodgers and where they are right now, mm-hmm. but I was a lot more excited about where this could go overall at the beginning, at the outset of the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, right than I am now. Yeah, that's that, that that's kind of my overarching point. Again, and, not... and I'll, let me add to that. And Go I ahead. think with each successive round, right? Obviously, we have the wild card playing mm-hmm. game. Then we had the LDS, and obviously now we're in the LCS. But each round, each time a team's been eliminated, I get I'm less excited about what's what could potentially come. Right? Like obviously, like Boston beats the Yankees. It was a great game. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I, even though I hate the Yankees, I'd really rather see them there uh, because I, you know, hate them. And then well, it's, the, the point that you're making though is that at least if the Yankees are one more round, Boston, I don't like Boston, but I don't hate Boston to the level I hate the Yankees. Yeah, exactly. So I'm a lot less passionate about it. You know, we, the passion. It's not there. The point is, it's not there. For um, sure. It's just like yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't want to see Boston winning because it's annoying when Boston fans win, but it's like not annoying enough to make it compelling. It's not yeah. like I'm going to sit there at the edge of my seat, like willing all my hate in the direction of the television. It's going to be like on the second screen, whatever. Yeah, exactly. 
right? And then, you know, it would have been kind of cool to see, even though we know my feelings towards Tampa Bay. But it would have been nice to see the Rays win that series. I would have liked to see, like, I would have liked to see the Rays White Sox uh, ALCS. To me, sure. I don't know if the rating would have been that good, but to me, that's a more interesting matchup. And even, even like you said, um, you know, baseball-wise and compelling-wise, the uh, the Giants being here is much more compelling than the Dodgers being here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's it's a shame that unfortunately the way it worked out is that teams that pl- teams played each other that we would have liked to have seen maybe a round later. Like put it another way. Um, so that is a, a new acquisition that is going to be forthcoming. So that's the reason I have it on the screen. Soon, there we go. I like it. Soon. So that is a uh, that's a, the one soda uh, one soda rookie year parallel. I've been slowly stacking my Juan Soto holdings. Anyway, so the point is that, um, yeah, it's one of those things where Yankees-Red Sox is fine. It's classic in the playoffs and everything. Would love to have been able to see it in the ALCS. That would be more interesting. For sure. Um, because then, okay, great. Then one side of the bracket is a little bit more. Then even if we get the Red Sox thing, at least we got Yankees-Red ALC, Yankees Sox ALCS to get there. You know, because it happens so soon. It's like, okay, we're done. Ah, well, okay then. Exactly. Cool story, bro. All right, then. And even like a Ch- Chicago White Sox or something, it's like they're like a young upstart team. There's some young players there that are trying to slowly build on. They, they're not ready for prime time, clearly. They didn't advance. But um, it would have been interesting to see. Like I said, the Atlanta thing is cool, but again, they don't have Ronald Cunha. Um, even if you want to take the Canadian angle, uh, Mike Sorotka or Sorotka or whatever. I forget mm-hmm. the last name. Um, he's been hurt the last couple of years, so he hasn't played. So he can't do anything and help in any way uh, which would have been interesting it would get a little local flavor you know get a yeah. little can- a little can con give us a little can con to, exactly exactly n- nothing so it's like yep it's atlanta name me who you name me who you're excited about in atlanta their most exciting young player is injured <laughs> he can't play so you didn't think Freddie it's Freeman, the world series like, Freeman. Yeah. yeah but that's what i'm getting at it's like Freddie Freeman's a great baseball player but he's not lighting the world on fire for anybody yeah yeah, it lacks the star power. Right now, actually, you don't have a heck of a lot. Basically, the Dodgers have the closest thing to star power. Um, but it's not like, yeah, it's like, okay, Max Scherzer. All right, Carlos, then, since we're, we're you know, we basically decided that, man, who cares about the rest of MLB? Uh, and that'll kind of, you know, that, that so I feel the... Should that, should that be the title? Literally, the title is Man Who Cares on both topics. Maybe. At the end of the discussion, we've concluded, podcast, Man right? Who Cares. But give me give me your prediction for who makes it to the World Series and who wins the World Series. So I think um, this is interesting because um, now it's a little bit cheating because at the time we're recording, I think the, uh, the Red Sox were like up big. I think uh, I don't know if they finished it off or not. Let me check. let me double. Check. I'm pretty sure they have finished it. Yeah, off. because they were they were up like nine nothing. So at like the bottom of the ninth, and it's nine five. Okay. Lost. Oh, they, they made a little game of it. Okay, that's cool. I like that. I like that. Um, and Atlanta's up one nothing, uh, because the and the runner scored on a wild pitch. Yeah. So I'm 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 inclined to think Boston's pretty good, like I said, but I think you get your Houston Dodgers. That's kind of the direction I'm leaning. I'm feeling like Houston Dodgers. But, you know, again, Red Sox could do anything. You, you have to see. Um, but I, I feel like um, Houston Dodgers in the World Series. And um, if that matchup comes to pass, then I feel like um, 
I feel like it will. Be, I feel like it would be the Dodgers just because they picked up Scherzer, and I think he'll be hell bent on getting another World Series and kind of emphasizing his point. So from that perspective, that would be my prediction. Now, for watching the world burn, if Houston got to the World Series and won again, it's true. Introduce uh, the memes. Where are your trash cans now? I will put it at a Boston Dodgers World Series, and I will make this prediction, which is kind of hedging my bets, but I'm going to play the, put it anyway. If the Turners continue not to hit, Boston wins. Interesting. Interesting. Right? That would be Trey Turner and Justin Turner, who have, I think, gone four. I think it was four for 24 entering today. This is disappointing, by the way, given that Turner, uh, Trey Turner, uh, was on fire at the end of the regular season and denied Juan Soto, friend of the podcast, his second consecutive batting title. What the hell, man? I know. And Soto was playing well at the end, but he, he had a lot, he had a bad last couple of series. But Turner, like Trey Turner, was en fuego leading into the leading into the last you know right at the end, and then took the batting crown. Um, he was killing it. Then all of a sudden, it's like not so much. Yeah, what the heck, exactly. man? What y'all do? You waste all the hits at the end of the regular season foolishness don't do that you got to save some for the playoffs man what the heck there you go so anyway those are our predictions so man who cares and that has been episode 100 whatever of the unnest 113 yes there you go good good job by you uh so would it have been better if it was the original was episode 1123 personally yeah why not we've teleported into the future but yes, uh, yeah, I think it'll be. We'll have to see. Like, like I said, it's like. So I think we'll we'll call it a we'll call it an episode, and then I think uh, next week uh, we'll see if there's anything interesting going on uh, baseball wise. We can talk about that. But uh, more, more than likely, it's like let's just talk about this. Like, you know, let's just seamlessly talk about. Wait, wrong side. There you go. There you go. Yeah, probably. Hey, we'll they came off. They came off. They came off a a, a sick um, version of Rampage. Now. Um, I laugh because it's like, well, you're not going to beat SmackDown, even though SmackDown got put to the secondary channel. And I'll be quick about this and we'll finish it off. But right. I laugh because um, they did a YouTube pre-show. Did you see that? No. Yeah, I heard. Watch the YouTube pre-show. No, watch. It's on YouTube. Watch the freaking okay. YouTube pre-show. All right. Uh, because Brian Danielson and um, uh, Minori Suzuki, I always get the first name wrong, uh, but Suzuki, they basically decided to play like a strong style Japanese style where they're basically like, I'm just going to hit you with an elbow that hurts from this side of the screen okay <laughs> i was like what <laughs> i was watching these two guys bludgeon each other it's hilarious it wasn't like a hardcore match it was just like strong style stiff elbows and punches they're like we're just gonna hit each other real hard so that it, you can hear it in like the 14th row it's like ooh. it was uh it was a, it was a good match though i will say like those guys went and they, they did it so you had that and then CM Punk had a good match on the main Rampage show, so that was pretty good. But yeah, the um, the other one is free on uh, YouTube, uh, so they did it just to be a little competition for SmackDown. I like that Tony Khan has decided to decided to be in competitive mode, but I'm like, you might want to have a couple more of your ducks in a row. But I like that you're doing it. I like that. You, I like that you're. I like that you're pressing uh, pressing the uh, the accelerator on a little bit. It's fine. I think uh, WWE's um, institutionalized for a lot of folks. They'll just keep watching WWE no matter what. So it doesn't really matter. Like you can have test pattern for hours and they'll keep watching it because they're used to garbage. Um, The good news is if it makes you feel any better though, um, get ready for it. Um, We're going to have, to the shock of everyone, no one could have predicted it. No one could have foreseen. 
uh, we're going to have a triple threat match with uh, Bianca Belair, uh, Sasha Banks, and Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. So who, Which, who could have foreseen that? I, match, I was shocked. Yeah, right. The Sasha Banks-Becky Lynch match was pretty good last night. I will give you that. Uh, great. And we still ended up at the exact same destination we're going to end up with anyway. It's like, cool, man. But it it's doesn't just, matter. You just need more Canadian destroyers, Carlos. You know it. Yeah, well, the, the point is, though, it, it ironically, sometimes the WWE folks need to pick their spots a little better. Becky Lynch, of all people, you basically just prove why your story is meaningless. Because at the end of the day, they had a great match. What happened at the end? Becky Lynch lost. Mm-hmm. Because Belair helped out and... Uh... Thank you. It wasn't a clean loss. It was just... It was a... Bianca Belair... Now, why did Bianca do that? Because she hates Becky... Because Becky Lynch took the title off her? Yeah, but how does that help her in any way? You're getting a triple threat match anyway. Yeah, I don't know. You could have just sat on your ass and done nothing. Like, it was pointless. The point is it was pointless. That's my point. Which is why I said you need more Canadian Destroyers. And yeah. But, scary stuff. It's like, just finish the stupid match and just be done with it. Like, like who gives a shit? This is dumb. Yeah. Their biggest, most exciting segment was Roman Reigns sitting there thinking he went up Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar continued playing his mind games with a contract signing. They did a contract signing. That was their big, exciting thing from SmackDown. And SmackDown's the better show. Facts. What does that tell you? That was their big segment. Other than that, who cares a shit? Who cares what happened? doesn't matter. Yeah. And they're into stories. All right, then. Moving on. Anyway, so that's it for us this time around. You can catch it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your audio. I'll get the audio version up. If you want to see, um, you know, my sincerity when I said, you know, how exciting WWE was and how they care about stories. I was very sincere when I said it. I definitely didn't sarcastically have my thumbs up with like a, with like a <laughs> fake smile on my face. Definitely not. I don't care what rumors are being spread out there. But if you want to double check and confirm, you can always do it on the YouTube channel, Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast. So that gives you multiple options with which to see and or hear our beautiful faces. Think about it. And if you can hear our beautiful faces, I'm doubly impressed. Exactly. Think about it. So for myself and artiste, David, we will be back for episode 114 of the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast. We will see you or hear you. Well, actually, we won't hear you. You'll hear us. Possibly. In the next one. (laughs) 